0: Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome and online campus. Pastor Jennifer here. I am so excited. It is summer in Italy and it is summer, maybe winter, wherever you're watching from on your continent. But today I want you to lean into the worship. I want you to lean into the ministry of the word. We truly are complete in Jesus Christ. So I want you to have a fabulous service Wherever you are, if you can, stand up. Worship with the worship team. Say to the Lord, God, I want you to speak to my life today, and I know he will. Let's have a wonderful service together. Thank It is so good to be back. Look at somebody say, it's so good to see you. So good to see you. Ah, God is so amazing. And I welcome our online campus this morning. I am just overflowing with all that God did in my heart during the month of August. So thankful for the powerful ministry of the word that we were able to have here every single week. Thank you to those who served. Can you give a big thank you? Everyone who served in August. Woohoo! Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well... I have so much I don't, I have notes, but I just feel like I'm overflowing. I just want to like pull up a chair and share with you. Some of it I told them in the prayer room that I'm going to share on Wednesday night in prayer online. So you don't want to miss Wednesday night prayer online. I want you to know that in September, on the second Wednesday of September, we're going to resume Wednesday on campus and online. Wednesday on campus and online. We're going to have time for life group and Bible study. It's going to be amazing. Say amazing. Amazing. Type it in the chat. Amazing. Because we're going to keep online involved as well. Um, We have a revival coming up. Uh, We'll call it a back to school, back to work, back to the flow revival with Philip Schmerald from Austria. You don't want to miss that. He has been being used by the Lord in revivals across Europe. He has seen miracles. If you know someone who needs a miracle, you want them to be here. You'll see the signage and all the advertisements of that. So I don't want you to, I don't want you to miss it. I also want you to know that I really believe God has a word for us in this season. Amen? Amen? He knows your name. He knows your address. He knows where you're watching from today. He knows where you're going to be on Monday. He knows all the concerns of your week and your month for your children and your family. We're going to talk about being completely dependable. But I want you to know God is completely dependable. Amen? Amen? I have to tell you this. So first, I had an amazing opportunity in Orlando to be with over 10,000 ministers and young people being called into ministry. And the theme was called. And I will tell you that it's literally been every August when I have been at these conventions that the Lord has spoken to me since I was a young pastor even before. And he did it again this year. I'm still here, I'm not done, and he has a word for each of us. It was powerful. I had a week by myself to pray for 2023, and I'm going to be sharing some things with some of our creative team, but just hold on because God has something exciting for us in the future. He's not done, amen? In fact, he wants to take us to a new level. But he's looking for us to be completely dependable. That when he says, I got a mission for you, that we say, yes, Lord. Can you say yes? Yes. Yeah, that was good. That was strong. Type it in the chat, yes. We got to do that again. And you got to say a little bit louder so they can hear you online. Can you say yes? yes? Yes, I love it. That's awesome. That's what God's looking for, right? He's looking for our yes. And when we say yes, Then he pours into us what that looks like. You know, in a job, you interview and you're deciding, am I going to say yes, right? I need to hear what they're going to offer me and I need to figure out if it's a good match and then I'll decide if I'm going to say yes, right? In our relationship with God, it's faith. Faith happens before I see it happen, right? So I'm not coming up to a bargaining table with God and saying, if you do this, this, and this, I'll say yes. I can't do that. I have to be willing to say to God, if you do nothing, I'll say yes. And he always does something, right? Two things I do want to share with you, and I'm probably going to say it multiple times because it was life-changing for me. After I had that week, by myself to pray for 2023, to pray for all of you, to pray for what God is saying for Rome and Italy. Then I took three days in the mountains, in the very high mountains of California. And yes, I'm a little bit proud. I hiked the mountain all by myself. Somebody can say amen? I mean, I did something new that I had never done before. I had a missionary mentor friend, some of you um, know her, she's been here before, but uh, she serves the Europe missionaries to encourage and mentor and pray for. So on day one of this prayer retreat, I knew, I didn't know what God was going to say to me, but I knew that I was saying to God, actually, for the first time in quite a while, I'm not going to pray for anybody else but me during these three days. That, God, I need you to work on me. I need you to speak to me. I need you to direct me. I'm not going to ask you about my future. I want you to touch me. So on day one, she took us all over the mountain and showed me, you go this way and you go that way. See that tree? It's kind of whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it's dead, but it's fine. But, I mean, we were at the top of the tree, 6,000 feet. And on the second day, she said, okay, now you're going to go by yourself. I, I'm not a mountain climber. I'm like, are you sure? She goes, yes, you're going to go. We did have cellular signal, so that gave me a little comfort. And she said, you know, take your time, do what you need to do, and all of that. So there, I, I could tell you a whole bunch, and I'll tell you more on Wednesday night. But here's the one thing the Lord showed me. You know, grief is something that we've all walked through in this past year. Maybe you've lost someone in the last year or so. Maybe a job has greatly disappointed you and you've grieved the loss of that thing that you thought you would have. Maybe there's been a struggle so difficult, so challenging, that you feel like it's interrupted God's blessings for your life. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, these things, this grief... These struggles, these are not interruptions. They are an invitation to feel my presence and know my love more deeply. Hear it. It's not an interruption. It's not inconvenient. You know, that was one thing that, I'll be honest, there have been times in this past year where I feel like it's been very inconvenient. I'm happy, I'm working, I'm doing stuff, and all of a sudden I have this wave of, I miss my husband, I miss Pastor Rick, I have this wave of feeling, I would be like, oh, I don't want to have that feeling right now, I'll have it on Saturday, But the Holy Spirit spoke to me. This is not an interruption. This is not an inconvenience. This is an invitation for you to press in closer to me. So you know what? I got back on Thursday afternoon and on Friday I was unpacking and putting everything away and I was so excited. I actually did sleep on Thursday night and I was feeling happy and suddenly that feeling of, because I'm so blessed to have so many people around me all the time, suddenly that feeling Kind of just like came up. And the Holy Spirit said, it's not an interruption. This is not an inconvenience. This is my invitation. And I sat down and I said, oh, Lord, I want to be in your presence. I want to know you more deeply. I want to feel you. And he did it. And I shifted and something changed in me. And so I'm saying to you, I'm asking you as you think about being completely dependable. That you will take whatever, say whatever, type it in the chat, whatever, whatever comes in your life, and you will say, this is an invitation to know who God is so that I'll be completely dependable. The second thing the I want to say to you this morning as we talk about being completely dependable, that God is calling us to light the way, to have our candles burning brightly. Right? To let the light shine in the darkness. So this was the other really life-changing thing that happened to me on that mountain. We stayed in a little, like, chalet house up there, like a small house. One bedroom upstairs and a bathroom, that's where I was, and one bedroom downstairs, and that's where my missionary mentor was. And the windows were very bright and vivid, clear, and you could see the tops of the trees. I bought red tennis shoes in case I got lost so someone would be able to find me in the forest. And it got dark. And I mean, has, has anybody ever been in the mountains when it's dark? Raise your hand. A few of you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I actually told her, I, I will hike in the daytime. I really don't want to hike when it's dark. But I was in the bed. where looking out on the window, and it got very dark. And it got darker and darker. It was black. And I was looking at the tops of the trees and suddenly I saw the moon like start to come up. And then I saw a couple very bright stars. It got so bright in that darkness that I could not believe how beautiful the darkness was. I mean, It was beautiful. I I have never, I don't know about you, but I've never been excited for the darkness. I'm not excited for the darkness. I'm not excited for not being able to see. I'm not excited for the darkness. But that night, I was like, oh, my gosh, the darkness is so beautiful. And my friend had told me, now, in this same spot, in the morning, the sun will rise right over the top of the trees, and you'll see the sun rise. And so I said, okay, I'm so excited about the darkness. The darkness is so beautiful, but I don't want to miss the sunrise. I couldn't sleep. I literally was so excited about God's creation. And the Holy Spirit showed me something. The darkness cannot be overwhelmed by the light. The moon and the stars, I'm sure I saw the Milky Way. I mean, millions of galaxies of stars I could see up there. And the Lord just showed me. I will always light the way, even in the darkness. And it can be beautiful. It can be beautiful when you feel like you're in a dark place because it's an invitation to know Creator God is at work. And then, here's the law of nature. The sun always comes up. And there it came at about 607, bright and slowly illuminating everything. It was the most powerful moment, one of the most powerful moments I had all summer. And I want to say to you this morning, God is calling us to light the way, but not with our light, with his light. Amen? Colossians 2.5 says this, I'm a long way off, true, and you may never lay eyes on me. But believe me, I'm on your side, right beside you, and I am delighted to hear of the careful and orderly ways you conduct your affairs and impressed with the solid substance of your faith in Christ. Wow. I want you to hold on to that. And today, I hope you have a note uh, on your phone or a pen and a pencil. If the Lord speaks to you something in services, not just today, but any day, but today, write it down. When you write something down, you're, you're engraving it on your heart and on your mind. Lord, this is a word you're giving to me. I need to write this down. So I encourage you to do that. I want to recap very briefly that, you know, on that first Sunday, I gave you a message, and I said that we are to be having a miracle mindset, we are to be kingdom-focused, and we are to be faith-centered. That is a completely dependable worker of Christ. That is the DNA of ICF Rome, that we believe for miracles, amen? Somebody say amen. Have you ever had a miracle? Let me see if you've had a miracle. Look around. Look around. I want you to see. Look, we've had miracles. We have a miracle mindset. Don't you dare let the enemy say you can't have a miracle. Or you already had your miracle. God's run out. He never runs out. The sun comes up on the darkness, right? So we have a miracle mindset. We are to be kingdom focused. This world is not about me. I hate to tell you, it's not about you. God put us on this planet, in this city, for such a time as this because it's about him. It's about his work and what he wants to accomplish. Will he walk with us? Yes. Will he show us the path? Yes. But if I'm kingdom focused, nothing will deter me. Hear me. If I'm earthly-focused and something in the earth blocks me, I'll give up. I'll look to the wrong direction. But if I'm kingdom-focused, I will trust in the Lord my God. Amen? And I will be faith-centered. I saw the powerful message from Dr. Alicia Britt-Kollet. I hope you enjoyed her. Talking about calling us from form and substance. I loved her analogy of the cup, that we need the the form, we need the container, we need the thing that guides us, and we also need the substance, what we put in the cup, but the substance without the form is no good, and the form without the substance has nothing to pour out, so we need both, and I thought that was so powerful. Joel reminded us last week that we can be completely honest and know that God is with us. And we can depend on him even when it's difficult. And I want to say to you this morning, he has a promise for us. It is, I'm on your side. I'm right beside you. We don't do life alone. And today I believe God is calling dependable army of spiritual warriors to do these six things. I want to be a dependable army of spiritual warriors. The first thing is that we are to be brave. It takes courage to climb that mountain. It takes courage to do that new thing. It takes courage to say, but here's what I I figured out on that mountain climb. I wasn't really alone. My friend wasn't far away. My friend had guided me the day before. So I had courage because the Lord was right beside me. Amen? You need to remember that. Remember that God's been with you before. He'll be with you again. Be brave. So there were a few times when I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't take this step. Oh, gosh, I am for sure going to fall off this mountain. And then I was like, okay, I need wisdom. It doesn't say brave and stupid. It just, (laughs) I need wisdom. So let me see if there's another way around I can figure out. And God would give me courage and wisdom. The second thing is that we're to be great listeners who hear the commander-in-chief and obey. If you don't have time to listen to God, you are doing your schedule wrong. Hear me. Today you're here. Today I'm thankful that today I know you're going to hear from the Lord. We heard who he is in the worship, and we understand his word to us today. But you need to hear from him every day. You know, I heard from him the week before I went up in the mountain, and I was strong, and I felt ready. But then I needed to hear from him again for a different reason. And I encourage you. To look at the rhythms of your life and say, God, how can I be that great listener? The third thing is that we do have to be resilient for battle. We're warriors. So we need to understand we are in a battle. This is a spiritual battle. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, right? But against the powers of darkness, but the darkness cannot overwhelm the light. So we need to understand I am resilient. Maybe maybe I got a little bit sore doing a little bit more exercise so I need to rest my bones for a few hours and wake up the next day but I found out guess what my bones and my muscles are very resilient they were they were getting a bounce back I went to that retreat both the first week and the second I will tell you I felt mentally and spiritually physically I felt so tired I'm not tired. <laughs> I'm not tired anymore. I felt energized because God puts something in each of us that makes us resilient for the battle. So you can wake up and say, okay, Lord, what are we doing today? What are we going to accomplish? What are we going to conquer? Not what am I going to conquer? Not what do I have to muddle through, but what have you made me ready for today? Amen? Amen. The next three things is that I want you to be studied to speak well on his behalf. You you can't speak on your own behalf. You have to give God's word to people. You, you know, people can't argue with scripture. If you, you know, that's between you and the Lord. Here's a verse for you. Here's what I believe God is showing me. He's going to be right by my side. I am complete in him who is over all. Sickness, he's over it. Poverty, he's over it. The unknown, he's over it. He covers it. He conquers it. His light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overwhelm it. But you have to study so that you can speak well on his behalf. I encourage you. We offer classes here. Take them. We're going to offer more classes and new classes, and things are going to happen, and you have to make the investment. You want a job? You invested in studying to prepare yourself for that job, right? You want victory? you got to invest yourself in preparing for the victory. The second thing is, and you'll understand in a minute, it says glowing in health with a fine appearance and ready for victory. I want you to know that I'm looking at 1st Samuel today. And 1st Samuel 16 tells us the story of a dependable follower of God named Samuel. He was in the Lord's service and he was a great listener. You remember the story of Samuel and Eli and he's like run over there and what? Did you call me? And he's like no, go back to bed. And then he does it again. Did you call me? No, go back to bed. Did did you call me? And then he says, listen, because the Lord is trying to talk to you. Samuel was in the Lord's service, and he was a great listener. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, it says that Samuel's mother, Hannah, prayed for her womb to be opened, and the Lord answered her. But when she gave birth, she dedicated that child back to God. Right now, the Holy Spirit is even speaking to me that, It's not just the physical birth of a child. Sometimes we're asking the Lord to birth something in us. Birth a new calling. Birth a new ministry. He's he's asking us to, to birth something in our lives. If we follow Hannah's example... We don't hold on to it and say, that's my vision, and that's my call, and that's my... We, we say, God, I give it back to you. I give this child that I'm birthing. I give this dream that I'm birthing. I give it back to you. The dream is not in control. God is. Hear me. The dream is not in control. God is. It matters what you're growing in. Are you in the presence of the Lord daily and listening to him? In 1 Samuel 2.21, it says, meanwhile, say meanwhile. Meanwhile. Someone told me at one of the service I was speaking at, there's the word furthermore. There's there's furthermore. There's more after this. Furthermore. Meanwhile, the boy grew up in the presence of the Lord. In 1 Samuel 2.26, it says, the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. We don't do life alone. We got to love people. We got to see people. We got to care for them. We are touching one, touching Italy and reaching nations. Amen? A dependable, brave warrior works with his battalion. A warrior works with his battalion. They don't fight all by themselves. Okay, you guys stay back at the army base or at the navy base. I'm gonna go out there and fight that war all by myself. They don't do that. I'm so ha- I love your hugs and your welcome to me today. It felt so good, but I want you to feel that from me too. I want you to feel that from each other. We work with our battalion. God assigned us to this battalion. Amen. And so he has a plan for us. 1 Samuel chapter 3, Samuel hears the Lord calling. He thinks it's Eli, but Eli says, go back and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel did that. Well, then what happened? Eli dies. That mentor is gone. And Samuel continues the ministry for the Lord. As Samuel grows in age, he begins to appoint future leaders as well. This is plus one in action. That's kind of what I say to our ministry team here, our ministry leaders. Everybody should have a plus one. You're mentoring the next person to work in the sound or work at the hosting team or serve in the children's ministry. Our circle is open, not closed. Amen. I love that we keep seeing new new faces in the worship team and in the media team, and in, I want to see new faces in the pre-service prayer on Sunday morning. Hello, anybody can come join us at 9:45. You can also join in the pre-service prayer. I think it's at nine. At nine, okay. But I want you to do a plus one in action. This is biblical. And as we do that, we grow our capacity to have victory in battle. But you have to make it intentional. I had to intentionally decide to do something with my friend and my mentor. I had to intentionally decide to accept the invitations that people gave me to come and minister in their places. I had to intentionally decide I'm going to share vision and I'm going to watch God do some miraculous stuff. And I will tell you, he did it. Completely dependable workers are all in, heart and soul. We see armor bearers in 1 Samuel 14, 7. I want you to look at this verse. It says, do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. All in. I give of my money. I give of my time. I give of my talents. I put my dreams back in God's hands. I'm all in. I'm asking you this morning to look at your life and say, Lord, am I really all in where I just show up and leave? I love you. I'm glad you're here. And we're going to pour into you so you have form and substance. But if you don't pour out that substance that God puts in that cup like Dr. Cole talked about, then that's going to spoil. Did you ever have a cup of coffee and you left some coffee in there, especially if you had cream in it? After a while, if you didn't drink it and it sat there for three or four days, that's nasty. It's spoiled. It doesn't look good. It doesn't smell good. It surely won't taste good. You have to pour out, but know that he's going to pour back in. We see in chapter 15, so I want you to go home and read First Samuel. 14, 15, 16, I want you to look at it this week. I want you to study, to say, God, what are you speaking to me? Is there something? I love when I get a message from somebody and says, here's what God said to me today. Yes. He's looking for our acceptance and obedience to the call. He's not looking for apologies. He's looking for our acceptance and obedience to the call. And then we have to trust him day by day by day by day. We get to chapter 16 and the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. And the Lord is saying, stop looking back. You look back for a minute and you say, God, you're faithful. You were amazing. You are, you're so good. But now he's saying, Eli's gone, Right? Eli's gone. The Lord said to Samuel, don't mourn for Saul. Fill your horn with oil, the holy oil of the Holy Spirit, and be on your way. I have chosen someone I want you to meet. Samuel said, how can I go? And the Lord said, I'll show you what to do. I'll show you what to do. You know what happens as we get busy on the climb of life? And we think we know the way, right? And so, like, now I'm in Rome a long time, and I'm so proud. I don't need the GPS to get me from home to church or from church to the doctor's office or to the mall or to the ostia. I know how to get places. But sometimes I find myself in a place where I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I forgot. Am I supposed to go that way or that way? Which way am I supposed to go? Hear me. Do we sometimes act like, oh, I need to know this, so I'm not looking at GPS, and I'm not asking somebody about this? When I was on the mountain, and I was at the edge of, like, gravelly, like, I'm not kidding, it was a little bit scary. But it was exhilarating, because I knew the Lord was with me. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, sit down. I mean, I couldn't breathe. I was like, (laughs) it was very high. I did take a bottle of water and a granola bar. But I sat down, and I heard the Lord say, okay, when you don't know what to do, wait on me. Wait on me. And then I looked over there, and I saw that tree that I told you about that was all dead and whatever. I was like, oh, I remember that. (laughs) Okay, I go around this way. I got it. (sighs) Okay, I went on around. I got to another place. And again, I was like, I don't know if I go this way and I get lost up in the mountains. I'm going to be sticking my red tennis shoes up in the air. And I sat down in his presence because I was like, what's the rush? Like, nobody's waiting on me. I can do whatever I want. And the Holy Spirit said, sit down. When you don't know what to do, wait on me, and I will show you. And so this morning, I want to say to you that the Lord wants us to wait on him, to ask him for wisdom and direction. And he'll give you the answer he'll give you peace in verse 7 it says the Lord does not look at the things people look at people look at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart and in verse 12 it says he was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and the Lord said this is the one and when I read this I thought you know what if we're going to be a completely dependable worker for God we have to be healthy body mind spirit soul right? Emotionally healthy, mentally healthy. You don't do life alone. So if you feel like you're not healthy in one of those areas, we have answers for that. We have assistance for that. You're not alone. There is help. There is prayer. There is other things that God will help show us the way with. But he wants us to be healthy. And it felt good. I felt like Father God was kind of saying to me, you know, along with a few other people. Stop drinking soda and stop drink eating. I mean, it wasn't hard in America. I do not like America food at all. I'm so happy to be back in Italy. If you're not in Italy online, you need to come because it's the best food anywhere. It's healthy. It's true. That's right. I'm going to get Angel to take me to CrossFit one of these days. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can match her in jump roping, but We need to glow with health. It doesn't mean that there won't be sickness, right? There are times when we're sick. There are times when our bodies are in this decaying process of life because we live on this planet. But if we just go, well, it doesn't matter. It does matter. God doesn't look on the outward appearance, but he wants you to be healthy. So I encourage you, if you're going to be a dependable worker, to say, Lord, help me get healthy. And you can help keep me accountable. And ask me how many steps I took next Sunday. 1 Samuel 16, 16, one of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse, Bethlehem, Jesse of Bethlehem, who knows how to play the lyre. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well. He's a fine-looking man. And the Lord is with him. There's There's our verses right there. He's saying, I want you to speak well on my behalf. You know, it doesn't mean that it's perfect. It means that when somebody says, what are you doing here? On Saturday, actually, it was the first time that I got to share something with an Italian um, about my trip. And as I shared, I cried. And, I mean, she knows me a little bit. So it was a very precious encounter. But I was saying, you know what? She doesn't know the Lord yet, this person I'm witnessing to what God did for me. Speaking well doesn't mean I can say everything's wonderful all the time. It means I can say God is wonderful all the time. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I want you to be remembering these things. Be brave. Be a great listener who hears the commander-in-chief and obey him. If I God had spoken to me and I didn't obey, I would have gone the other way and I probably would have fallen off the mountain and y'all would have just, I don't know what. We have to be resilient for battle. We have to be studied to speak well. We have to glow in health, that physical, emotional health I'm talking about, that spiritual health, right? That I say, Lord, I've been in your presence. I've been with people who are on their deathbed, who they're about to meet jesus but they're glowing with a spiritual health inside of them that you can see they are so ready to meet jesus and to be ready for victory worship team would you come i love that they sang jehovah this morning they didn't have my notes But I want you to know it says in the Bible that he is Jehovah Sabboth, which means the mighty warrior. In fact, you sang that very thing, the mighty warrior. Exodus 15:3 says, the Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name, Jehovah is his name. Psalm 24:8 says, Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, not the one who's mighty in defeat mighty in something else. He's mighty in battle, which means I'm going to have battle. But it's not an interruption. It's not an inconvenience. It's an invitation to know Jehovah. Sabboth, mighty warrior. Judges 6.12 says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Psalm 45, three says, strap your lightning sword of judgment on your side, mighty warrior, full of beauty and splendor. As you go out to war in your glory and grandeur, go forth in victory through your faithfulness and meekness. The cause of truth will stand. awe inspiring miracles are accomplished by your power, leaving us all astonished. I can tell you, I was astonished that I suddenly loved the darkness, that I was not afraid of dark moments because the Lord showed me the darkness cannot overwhelm the light. He is completely dependable. I want you to look at this last slide of Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 2. It says, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he called you, he called us, he's calling you right now you're here. He's calling you. And then what did he do? He gave them power and authority. So he doesn't just call and say, go figure it out. He gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases. When you pray, do you expect that person to stay sick? Or do you say, God, I'm expecting wellness right now in the name of Jesus. I'm expecting healing and virtue to flow. How can I pray for sickness if no one's ever sick? So it's not an interruption. It's an invitation to see the miracle working power of God. awe inspiring miracles are accomplished by your power, leaving us all astonished. I'm astonished at his power. He's going to call you. But it says, and then he sent them out. He called them, he gave them power, and he sent them out. To proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Not just the physically sick. Maybe you're working with someone who's emotionally sick. Maybe you're working with someone who's relationally sick. You are the ambassador of Jesus Christ and his power. He called you. He's given you the power and now he's sending you into your mission field. It might be at home this afternoon. Your mission field might be at home this afternoon. you got the power. Amen. Stand with me all over this place. I ask you to be completely dependable. I ask you to know that God is completely dependable. And I ask you to say, yes, Lord, I will go. Father, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you for the revelation of transformation in every heart and life today. I pray in Jesus' name. For anyone in the sound of my voice, both online and on campus, that needs a transformation today, God, you'll do it as they say, yes, Lord, I need you. Right now, I'm going to ask you two questions, and then we're going to come to this altar. And I'm going to ask you to consider it like your mountain climb, like you're literally going to climb the mountain up to this place of sacrifice and say, God, I'm going to say yes to you. If you're in this room and you'd say, Pastor Jen, the word of God has touched my heart. I don't have that kind of faith right now. I need a new faith in Jesus. I need a new confidence. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I want to pray over you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Yes, Lord God, thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, the way we get lukewarm is we stop saying, I need that faith. I need that courage. Anybody else want to join these that have lifted their hands? I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I ask you right now. I ask you right now. To give me faith. To give me faith. To make me strong. To make me strong. In your power. In your power. Forgive me for doubting. Forgive me for doubting. I trust you. I trust you. I love you. I love you. For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. I will accept your invitation. I will accept your invitation. To follow you. To follow you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Would you, as the worship team begins to sing, I want you to come to this altar. As you come, I'm going to pray. I'm going to move across here. I'm going to pray for you. But I want you to encounter God. Would you do that for me? I want you to say to the Lord, God, I want more. You know, you poured out your substance this week. God wants to pour it back in as they sing, would you come? Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, the presence of the Lord is so real to change your life. So today I want to invite you to pray with me. Maybe you would say, Pastor Jen, the ministry of the word and the scripture today really challenged me to draw closer to Jesus. So right now, I want to invite you to say to the Lord, I want to give you all of my heart. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me, and then I want you to send me an email later and let me know I'm making some new decisions to go deeper with Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, come into my heart, change my life, Help me to walk closer to you, Jesus, than ever before. I trust you, and I receive your love, and I receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. That is the best prayer you have ever prayed. And you know why I know? Because the Bible says, choose you today who you will serve. So every day, you have to wake up and decide, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this day, in this circumstance. I also know that there are so many who have big needs. They have big prayer requests before God so I'm praying with you right now wherever you are that the Lord would surround you that in this very moment God I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would come and descend in that room of listening in that living room in that dining room uh, in that car God wherever someone is listening right now and that their faith would jump alive that they would hear you saying I'm not done I'm still working on it says the Lord I've got a miracle in motion for you so I want you to believe with the Lord. I want you to walk in victory, and I want you to know that the Lord is with you. And Father, we thank you for the miracle testimonies that are in the making that we're going to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to thank you for being a part of our online campus. I thank you for your online giving. I thank you for the way you're investing in the way we invest in people's lives. It's not just for today. It's for eternity. And so I want you to say to the Lord, God, how can I do more for the kingdom of God right where I am, whether I'm online or on campus? There are so many wonderful activities. You need to check out the website, you need to click for registrations. There's going to be so many wonderful things that we have to offer this summer. You may go on vacation, but we don't take a vacation from Jesus. Remember, Jesus is with you wherever you go, and we must stay connected. So take advantage of online ministry and online giving to stay connected to what God is doing in you and through you with the body of Christ here at the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. I love you, and I know this is going to be a fantastic week for you.